listening to Because We Said, the show where um, we can't put our kids to sleep because they don't like to sleep when we're recording podcasts, even though it's, you know, 930 at night. I am one of your two hosts, Dave Clements, <laughs> here with my beautiful wife. Hi, I'm Wendy Clements, and we're joined by said child that won't go to sleep, our seven-month-old little baby girl, Eileen. And uh, Gracie is also in bed, but not sleeping. She likes to sneak out here every once in a while. Um, But that's kind of how this show works. And, you know, we're a family show, so... That's what happens. (laughs) If you can't handle it, sorry. So, um... If this is your first episode that you've listened to, welcome. Thanks for listening. Uh, We also have a couple of other episodes. So, without further ado, maybe you want to tell everybody about our topic for this episode. I mean, they might be able to tell from the title. but We are talking about sleep or lack of sleep or naps or any form of the thing that we humans call sleep. What you, You don't know what sleep is. I, not currently. Not currently. I, I know what naps are very well. I, I'm very accustomed to having naps, and that's about it. <laughs> because our uh, our seven month old still does not like to sleep consistently through the night, um, which is very different from her older sister who slept through the night at like eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. she was very good at sleeping until recently. Yeah. And. This baby has never slept. Never slept well, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think that's the main difference between these kids. I think we knew that, like, the first couple, like, before we even left the hospital. Yes, we were just that it like, was going to be hard. No. Cause, well, yeah. I remember in the hospital, uh, it was kind of funny. Um, I remember us trying different ways to get her to sleep, and the only way we could get her to sleep is if she was, like, directly on me. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Like chest to chest, yes. basically. I remember falling asleep with her on my chest and the nurse, the night nurse coming in and waking me up and saying, you can't do that. That's not good. You need to have her in her bassinet when she sleeps. Well, okay, <laughs> but, you know, when I have no sleep and, you know, you've had at least two hours, you know, I'm a little jealous of you, night nurse. Uh, so... I think the big reason that this topic got brought up is because your because of your lack of sleep. Yes. Um. And and probably the past would you say the last month and a half has probably been the worst for you? Maybe. I don't know because we kind I, of gotten let me just into say this. your lack of sleep in the past month and a half. Uh, past month and a half has been the worst for me. Okay. <laughs> I would say the hardest part of having a new baby. I, for me, I could tell a vast difference in the first two weeks that we had her home. Mm-hmm. That was hard for me. I I mean, I was going on, I mean, I was basically working a midnight shift and staying awake all day right. for two weeks. So I would have naps very often, but nothing more usually than about 20 minutes at a time mm-hmm. because she would nurse so often. And there she is. Yeah. <laughs> She's sleepy, by the way. (laughs) Well, I guess this is another aspect of sleep. Um, You know, just dealing with a kid's sleep schedule. Um, 
I mean, I mean, we've kind of we've kind of discussed that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Eileen's sleep schedule is totally different than Gracie's. Oh yeah. Um, and it's kind of weird with Eileen. I mean, she'll be what eight months old this month. Yes. October. Yeah. So I mean, eight right months, before Halloween. Yeah, eight months, and we're still trying to get used to it. Then again. We're adjusting to things, you know, me and a new job, and mm-hmm. the girls aren't used to me being home. Yeah. And, and I think every time we get something kind of established, your work... Up. No, not I don't mean <laughs> it that way, but <laughs> um, it's... Things change in some aspect. Yeah. I mean, we have either your work changes, or... I mean, I know that that makes a bigger difference on Gracie than anybody. Yeah. Because she definitely has a sleep routine, and if she deviates from it at all, she's up till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I read something, um, was it last week maybe, um, that says that um, new parents, especially mothers, um, lose, what, four weeks of sleep? On average, yeah. On average, four weeks of sleep in the first year of their newborn's life. So I'm just thinking, man, those first two weeks I had it marked up there pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I I probably lost a week's worth right in the first two weeks. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I remember being really, really emotional and really, I mean, I couldn't focus on anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty bad. So we're going to jump into some feedback here um, because... Uh, at the end of each episode, I guess this is for people that are new that haven't listened to the past couple episodes. Um, we we actually try and plan out our episodes a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. That's something I'm not <laughs> used to on my other show. Uh, so um, at the end of each episode, we basically say, hey, this is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, leave us some feedback and surprise surprise babe we actually got feedback yeah we actually got feedback nice let me pull it up here um if you would like to leave feedback um you can go to um our facebook group um which you can find at because we said show.com slash fb or slash facebook either one works they both go to the same place this uh comment comes from keith heltsley um which sounds like it's like an awesome Scottish name or something like that. Yeah, something. Uh, I yeah. won't read it with a Scottish accent because okay, I don't want to be good. offensive. Um, but uh, Keith, um, I actually I brought this subject up on this pod hobby podcaster group that I'm a part of mm-hmm. on Facebook. Just kind of like, you know, uh, what's a good way to get more feedback? And right. he's, he's like, hey, give me your info. I'll check out your episode. So he listened to the last episode. Nice. Um, which we talked Thank you. about. <laughs> we talked about strengths and weaknesses. And he went ahead and gave us feedback. Um, I don't know if it would be feedback or feed forward for this episode. Feed um, forward. I, yeah. I like that. I'm going to coin a new term. Yes. So Keith writes, um, you're going to hate me for this. But all four of our boys slept through the night at an early age. I'd like to claim credit or offer a secret of excellent parenthood, but it was more of a blessing from God. Um, I'm going to say 
I'm jealous. I mean, yes. we've only got one kid that has trouble sleeping through the night, and that'd be Eilie Joy. Yes. Um, Gracie does pretty well. She likes to get up. That like you know she doesn't like to go to bed, but once she's yeah. actually asleep, yeah, she's she she's, usually sleeps pretty good through the night, good. unless um, something comes up, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, um, Keith also continues. Um, my third son used to have some trouble with sleepwalking. Mm. He was caught in the night one time, diligently looking for a diaper for his little brother. <laughs> my wife assured him she would take care of the matter, sent him back to his room, and he went back to sleeping normally. He never remembered any of his night walking excursions the next wow. morning. Um, I've mm. never had trouble. This is Keith. I've never had trouble sleeping until a few years ago. A sleep test revealed sleep apnea. Mm. Since using a CPAP machine at night, the bad dreams I have been having went away and I feel more rested um, in the morning. Wow. So that's cool. Keith, that thanks is, so much for leaving yeah, us some feedback. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. That's cool. He brought up a couple things, though, that we and our family deal with at sleep time. Um, and that's um, sleepwalking. Um, and Somebody sleepwalks on our family? Hmm. Who could that be, honey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess maybe to start this out is to, to talk about my experience with your sleep. I was hoping you would start there. Um, so let me set this up. <laughs> we had been married pretty much a week because we were back from our honeymoon. I think it was maybe our first or second night back asleep in our own bed. And so we pretty much are, you know... We were back from the honeymoon, um, literally a week into marriage, and this yeah. is only like the second time we've slept in our bed together. Yes, and I am awakened at about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. My new husband is basically kneeling over me, not praying. Oh no, that would be normal. I think maybe. But the kneeling over me, that was a little freaky. But all I heard him say was, Andrew Jackson, Washington. And then he proceeds to steamroll over me back into his side of the bed. (laughs) And I was thoroughly freaked out. And I woke up in the morning and asked him, do you remember any of what happened last night? And what was your response? Do you remember? I actually don't remember. You don't remember? What did I say? That was pretty much your response. <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> but I think you told me one time that by the time you steamrolled over me, you actually knew you were kind of coherent. So you knew kind of what you were doing. Which happens, yes. <sighs> but man, <laughs> that was my first introduction to sleepwalking. And yeah, my parents didn't give ooh. you a guidebook on all the weirdness that. Yeah, I is wish. David you know what? Maybe we should do that with our girls <laughs> for when they get married here. These are all of the weird little uh, traits that our girls have. No, but I had no idea. And see, in my family, nobody ever slept walk. No, you or... guys just had to deal with like chainsaw snoring from like both my dad. of your parents. Yeah. I... Yeah. My dad actually has sleep apnea, so I can totally relate to the CPAP machine. I remember my dad going in for his sleep study and being hooked up to that thing. And it was weird. Yeah. But um, I guess kind of to tag along on that is you didn't just have... 
um, sleepwalking, you actually had night terrors. Yeah. When um, you were little. It's funny. It's a form of sleepwalking. Yeah, it's funny. I bring up night terrors to people, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've had that. And I'm like, dude, no, you haven't. Uh, I actually was talking to a guy when I was at CDL school, and I brought it up, and that's exactly what he said. He's all like, oh, yeah, dude, me too. And I'm like, mm, no, no. You give me yeah. an example of yours, and no, he just had a nightmare. Uh-huh. Okay, nightmares are actually, I don't know. I, I think I would rather have a nightmare than night terrors, because I'll explain. Uh, the difference is a night terror, if you've never experienced it, is a nightmare mixed with sleepwalking. That's yeah. the best way to put it, yeah. because you abs- have absolutely no idea what is going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I'm I'm just gonna use this example because maybe it's a good description of it. But imagine, well, if you've ever watched horror movies, the whole Nightmare on Elm Street thing—that's a night terror Ugh. because it's. I, I mean, it's not real, but I mean. It, it's sleepwalking and a nightmare mixed together, and it's it's scary. Uh, so I will I will proceed, I guess, to tell well, a couple stories. I'm trying yeah. to think of. I think my most famous um, night terror. I was. I had to have been maybe five or six, mm-hmm. which is same same age as Gracie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. My, I, I don't think my dad was actually married to my stepmom yet. I think mm. they were still dating. Um, and uh, that Christmas, um, before this, I had gotten a My Buddy doll. Now, if, <laughs> if you are a, a child of the 80s yes. and 90s, you remember My Buddy, or you should. Yeah. I definitely do. Um, because and, well, they well, look like well, mine looked like Chucky, like the Chucky doll from Child's Play. Yes. And my 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 mom had actually bought one for my younger brother and myself. Well, my younger brother was blonde, so he got the blonde blonde one that wasn't nearly as creepy looking. Right. He sure. just looked like some creepy little like Dutch kid. I'm sorry, but I got the one with anyway. the reddish brown hair that looked like Chucky. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I also had a really stupid babysitter at about uh-huh. the same time who was perfectly fine with watching Freddy Krueger or Child's um, Play, Child's Play, or anything yeah. like that while she babysat us. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'll lay you down for a nap, and if you come out and watch ten minutes of it, no problem. So, my five, six-year-old little self is sleeping in my bunk bed, and. Um, I wake up and I look over at this window. I would use the term wake up loosely. Well. It was. In my mind. Yeah. I woke up. were awake. I woke up and I look over to the only window that was in my brother and I's room. And there's my buddy doll just sitting there, you know, creepy moonlight coming in. Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, part of this. Just like every horror movie you've ever seen. Yeah. It was that creepy blue light, you know. Yeah. And whatever, so I lay back down. And then I get back up and I look at the window. And I look at my buddy again. And his head moves ever so slightly. 
Uh-huh. At, At five and six, I probably would have pooped five my and pants. Five and six. Oh, yeah. I totally <laughs> lost it. I scrambled down the ladder because my first thought, now granted, I'm 27 now, so I'm probably embellishing this a little bit. Of course. But I'm probably assuming that Chucky's going to come up there and murder me, then murder my brother, or murder my brother first and then come after me. Uh-huh. So I got to go out and I got to get my dad. So I scrambled down the ladder and... Chucky's Chucky yeah my buddy is walking toward me (laughs) walking the heck toward me now I hope somebody's freaking out like you guys are like listening to this right before you go to bed because it's really freaking scary that would not make for a nice sleep no that's true and this is all about sleep maybe we should so anyway (laughs) my buddy doll is walking toward me and I am freaking out mind you this is a night terror so I'm thinking, how do I stop him? Uh-huh. I pick up cars, like little matchbox, uh-huh. Hot Wheels cars. And I just start chucking them at him. Bang, bang, bang. Keeps hitting his head. Now, I've also seen Terminator 2 um, at this young of an age. So, um, miss. So, that is in my mind. At five and, and six. And, and what happens? Oh, no. The cars bounce off his head as if he was made of metal. Of course. And because I turn it's around. a night terror, because right. they're real. Right. So I turn around, and I, I, I grab the, the doorknob, and it won't go, and I chuck more cars at him, and I turn around, and I try it again, and I finally open it, and I run out into the living room, and I am yelling and screaming bloody murder, jumping in my dad's arms, and they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm like, Chucky's after me. My buddy, he's, he's trying to kill me. You know, something like that. Uh-huh. Now, I'm probably scaring the crap out of my stepmom. Uh-huh. Because she's probably never experienced no, this before. Because I, I don't think not. my dad had ever experienced this before. And now, this part used to be funny to a lot of people. I don't think it's as funny now. But my brother happened to walk out like a minute and a half after I went out there throwing my crazy fit. The assumption is that I was throwing cars at my brother. Meaning he was your My Buddy doll. And I think that's kind of the the thing with Night Terrors. Anything that looks like an item in your dream becomes real. Yeah. It is It so, is the weirdest thing. You know, um, uh, there are lots of, I mean, simple, everyday, ordinary things can turn into, you know, an anaconda wrapping around your neck. And it, it's true. freaking you out. Yeah. My first experience with night terrors was Gracie when she was about six months old. And that seems to be, um, from what I've read, they kind of start around six months old. Um, And I had no idea what a night terror was until this point. She would wake up in the middle of the night screaming bloody murder, just crying and crying and crying with her eyes open. Mm Mm-hmm. Looking at me, I'm trying to console her, well, and, and there's no consoling. Well, like, and, uh, she's asleep, but To be awake. really honest, it is scary. Yeah. Uh, as a parent, to have oh, your man. kid. As a mom, I would back up even and go that, that route. A mom, especially who has not dealt with night terrors or even... Even even from my perspective, yeah. as, as a father who, who dealt with them because yeah. I had them, it's still scary because the look on her face, yeah. she is... Terror. She looks... It's, she looks at you like she knows exactly what's going on, yeah. 
but at the same time, you kind of get that supernatural feeling like she's seeing some stuff that you're not seeing. And it's and, freaky. And I mean, I think we've all grown up and, oh, the babies can see the angels and they yeah. can talk to God and this kind yeah. of stuff. When your six or seven month old child is screaming and crying and they're an looking hour. right at you and you can't console them, but they're looking all around at the same time. It's that's freaky. Sca- I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, last night we dealt with the same thing with Eileen. It didn't last nearly as long. Yeah, it was probably about 10 minutes maybe. Yeah, but screaming to the point yeah. where she was just inconsolable. For no reason. For no reason. She wasn't wet. She wasn't no. hungry. She just woke up. I think it was probably about 2 or 3 in the yeah, morning. about 2. And she just, I could not console her. Nothing. I couldn't nurse her back to sleep. Nothing. And... As a mom, that is really scary when you cannot help your child fall back to sleep mm-hmm. or you can't soothe them. Yeah. And, and that's that's really hard. And so it's kind of happened about the same time for both girls um, in, in between six and seven months. Um, and with Gracie, it's gotten a little bit better, but I have noticed something, and I don't know if maybe it's just me thinking that maybe I've found the cure for sleep terrors for children, but for me, it kind of seems to coincide with growth spurts, and mm-hmm. I don't know if any other parents out there are have are listening now that have children who go through night terrors, if it seems to happen through a growth spurt. Um, but I've noticed that Gracie has more night terrors when. Are you singing? Yeah, daughter? she is. <laughs> she's having fun over here. Um, I've noticed that Gracie has more night terrors or she seems to have worse dreams when she's going through a growth spurt. <laughs> and Eileen wants to put her two cents in. She's. She's tired and she will not go to sleep, so she growls when she does that. Um, I can say though, because um, I I did talk to my my stepmom about this, and she I mean she even said that um, one of my younger brothers, uh, uh-huh. my middle brother, I guess I I got seven siblings. Yes. I can't keep track. Of can't them keep all. them straight. Um, but my middle brother, he um, yeah, he's he's dealt with that too. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact things, but I mean, he would just wake up in kind of a panic. Yeah. I remember being at your house one time when he was going through a night terror while we were dating. Okay. Um, I remember hearing the vines are going to eat me or something like that. And like, I don't know exactly like his curtains. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly my thought. Like. I don't know if that's maybe the best way to describe a night terror. Yeah. I've never had one, but it's kind of like the game of Jumanji, like yeah. where anything could come out of that board game. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. So, um, I don't know. Like, so that's our dysfunctional sleep. Yeah. I don't know that we've really, I mean, I've had good sleep, but again, not since. <laughs> yeah. Not since, um, the, uh, since Eileen was born. Right. So you've had. About with odd sleep, um, sleeping during the day, and I would classify that as the weirdest sleep ever because our bodies um, weren't function or weren't made to function that way. Yeah, um, I read a study just to kind of back up um, that our bodies generally are. I mean, we 
we're supposed to um, sleep at night. Or we're programmed to be more tired at night and like in the late afternoon, uh, mid to late afternoon. So your bout with sleeping during the day, I mean, that was that was the weirdest spot of sleep probably in your life so far. Yeah. I mean, if if you're listening and and you work third shift and you like it, that's fine by me, but I I hated third shift. Yeah. Um for, I think for we a couple all of reasons, did. I think a lot of it was really the fact that I was missing out on family time. Yeah. And I'll be real honest, even though it's embarrassing for me, but I think our our kind of personal motto with this show is mm-hmm. to be as transparent as as possible. Right. Um, and I was a jerk. I look at who I was. Um, you were definitely you know, not yourself. And because I just, you're usually funny, goofy, fun to be around, yeah. and... You know, when you don't get sleep, it's definitely different. And I can I can definitely relate. Those first few weeks after bringing Eileen home um, definitely um, can, you know, relate to the midnight's sleeping situation. Yeah. Um, just you're tired all the time. You're cranky. You're moody. Um, you're definitely not the same person that um, you normally are. And um, I think that's one thing that we saw um, with you working midnights. But there was a fun, a fun little thing that kind of came out of that. Um, I found an app on Pinterest. Um, oh yeah, it's a website and it's kind of neat. Um, it's um, sleepyti.me, and you put that in, and then like it asks you like what time do you need to wake up, and it tells you what time you need to fall asleep or um, it gives you another option. If you are going to bed right at this second, you can hit, what time do I need to wake up? And it basically tells you, like, with, like, your REM cycles and things like that, t- the optimal time to wake up to where you're refreshed and you're not starting or in the middle of a REM cycle again. Um, so it was, it, I think it was kind of neat. And we played around with that a little bit while you were on Midnight's. And would you say that it worked a little bit? Maybe a little bit. I, mean, I think yeah. I think we tried it for about a month. Yeah, um, and I know I, I guess it was okay. I used it a few times um, while I was still working, and I I guess I could say there was maybe a a slight difference. Um, there's definitely a science to sleeping, and that's for sure. Um, it, it's just um, interesting. I I kind of looked up, you know, what as adults, um, what how much sleep we're supposed to get. And basically, you know, I, I looked online, um, at, um, the sleepfoundation.org. I figured, you know, with a title like that (laughs) on their webpage, you know, maybe they were a little bit of a, um, an authority on sleeping. Probably. Probably. Um, and basically they were saying, um, you know, as, as adults, we need roughly about seven to nine hours of sleep. I guess I better go to bed now. Then. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but there are 
a few things that contribute to, you know, rough sleep or lack of sleep or just bad sleep in general, I guess, um, that basically you have a, a basal sleep need and then you have sleep debt. So everybody needs like seven to nine hours of sleep, an adult, a normal adult. Um, but you know, sometimes obviously as parents or just living a busy lifestyle, you lose sleep. But from what they were saying, you can actually, you know, that whole, you know, I'm going to sleep in on the weekend and make up my, make up my sleep that Mm -hmm. there is some merit to that. Um, what they're saying is, you know, you have your seven to nine hours and if you get that consistently on a few nights and then you miss a night where you only say may get five hours of sleep, Mm -hmm. um, and you're accustomed to eight, so you have a sleep debt of three hours. Yeah. You can actually make that up on a future night or through napping. Um, hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Just that, you know, there is a little bit of truth to, you know, you can catch up on your sleep. Uh, I I wanted something more than my night terrors to contribute to this conversation. Um, because this is definitely a, a, a thing that Wendy thought up she's kind of the she birthed this one mainly because i have a (laughs) lack of sleep normally i don't go to bed till about 2 a.m and i wake up about 7 so i'm way under what the normal (laughs) monster (laughs) child i know she's making quite a lot of noise um i i get way under what's the recommended i have a lot of sleep debt we'll just put it that way but that kind of goes into the the four weeks that you miss out on when you're a new parent, right? <laughs> um, so I, I can I, I found a, a eleven surprising health benefits of sleep, and I don't know that they're surprising, but I think we've talked pretty negatively about sleep more because yeah. I think we're angry that we don't get enough. This is true. So if you do get enough, if you're lucky to get enough, here oh. are eleven things I, I envy you to look forward to. Um, you can improve your memory, hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, because I'm really bad with memory, so I'm assuming that I just do not get enough sleep. Period. Quality sleep? I guess. Um, so what this is telling me is from now on, I'm going to come home from work and then I sleep until... You have to go back to I work? Go, yeah. That's all I'm going to hmm. do. So. That works. I'm basically working third shift again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can possibly live longer. Uh, there's a study of women ages 50 to 79... Um, and more deaths occurred in women who got less than five hours or more than six and a half hours of sleep per night. That's a little scary considering that's about what I get yeah. on average. So, Although I'm kind of factoring this in cause I'm not 50. Right. I've got, I'm a long way till 50. Right. Um, so I'm, I am factoring my loss of sleep in on my, you know, my seven month old. Uh, you can also curb inflammation so um that basically the more sleep you have the less likely you are to suffer from heart disease diabetes arthritis or premature aging which Hmm. that's that's pretty cool i mean i'm 27 and everybody's like you're 27 you look like you're like 22 i sound like i'm 14 but whatever (laughs) um That's that's okay i love you at whatever age you are even though you know you are I'm legal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Now, this is a big one for me. More sleep equals more creativity. Hmm. So. That makes sense. That, that does make sense. You've got a clearer head. Like and... I said, none of these are really surprising. But yeah. it's just, it's kind of cool to know that this is what you have to look forward to. On a side note, I hate it when things say that. Shocking news that you've never heard before. Really? Really? I've heard ten of those things. Yes. You can improve your daily performance. You can be a winner. That's what they say is you can be a winner. So for all you sports people out there, get ten hours of sleep or more and you'll be a winner. Wow. So I guess we better tell that to any of the NFL teams that are suffering horribly hmm. now. Make your players sleep more. You can improve your Party grades. less. <laughs> uh, kids between the ages of 10 and 16 who have sleep-disordered breathing, which includes snoring, sleep apnea, and other types of interrupted breathing during sleep, are more likely to have problems with attention and learning, according to a 2010 study in the journal Sleep. This could lead to, quote, significant functional impairment at school, the study authors wrote. So, Make um, your kids sleep. Right. Make it, make it a priority. You better be sleeping in there. This kind of ties into the last one. Uh, you, you're able to pay attention better. Mm-hmm. It sharpens your attention span. Um, this was a big one because I worked second shift for a while. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I talked about this. And weight gain is a big... It plays a big part. If you don't yeah. sleep enough, you're going to gain weight. But if you're sleeping right and you're eating right and exercising right you'll you'll have a healthy weight yeah i have heard that that if you sleep better you do have less weight issues yeah you can also lower stress um Mm -hmm. by by getting a good night's sleep and you avoid accidents because one you probably won't pee the bed no bad joke (laughs) um but yeah, I mean, again, it goes back to attention. I think mm-hmm. they're repeating things here. Yeah. Um, you can steer clear of depression, which I totally agree with that because when I was working, third shift was probably the most depressed I ever felt. Yeah. Probably. Because mm-hmm. you weren't getting enough sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So those are 11 surprising tips or things that you get from good night's sleep. That's funny. So, also, again, on the sleepfoundation.org, they offered up some tips. And some of these are pretty, okay, most of them are pretty common sense things. Um, like, um, it's best to create a consistent sleep schedule to where you're waking and, and sleeping the same times every night. So your body kind of comes into this rhythm. So it expects the sleep and um, to rest. Having a bedtime routine, you know, taking a shower, listening to some relaxing music, just like meditating, yoga, something like that, right? Like before bed to where, you know, you're relaxed to um, create a space conducive to sleep. Um, It's nice and dark and cool and you have a nice, um, comfortable mattress and pillow, which, again, kind of self-explanatory for sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, using your bedroom for only sleep and and other things and other th- other thing i can't talk <laughs> it's got me flustered it's got me flustered it's a three-letter uh, word yeah. <laughs> for sleep and sex um you know try keeping um media out of your bedroom that sounds like it's another subject also 
but like um keeping the tv out of your bedroom which we don't have a tv and we've never well maybe once we've had a tv in our bedroom but but i didn't really i don't really i don't really care to have a tv in our bedroom right i would be afraid that i would be up all night watching tv if that were the case well everybody loves judge judy at two in the morning yeah but um it basically it says um you know, no no TV, computer, reading in bed. So I think that's kind of a neat um, a neat tip. Which is weird because relaxing is, on. I mean, for me. Book reading is relaxing. It's relaxing for me. I mean, even audiobooks, you know, I'll yeah. stick some earbuds in and then I'm like, crap, I slept through like six chapters. Right. I need to go back. Go back. Um, basically, they say that, um, you know, if you finish eating a couple hours before your regular bedtime, that helps. Um, regular exercise, um, avoiding caffeine, alcohol, um, and um, to not smoke. All of those things aid sleep a whole lot better. Cool. So. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, that kind of does it for our our episode on sleep. Yeah. Um, keep bringing us stories on sleep. We'll throw them into another episode, or we may come back to sleep just with your stories. And, yeah. and you know, they don't have to be... Um, all challenges that you faced with sleep. They can be success stories. Or funny stories. Or funny stories. I love mm-hmm. funny sleep stories. Yeah. Those are some of my favorites. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, keep sending those to us. You can find um, more information on this episode about us, about our crazy kids, and um, the previous episodes at because we said show.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.